We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Feel like Kobe in a fourth quarter. This is the Day More NBA podcast brought to you by Blue Wire Podcasts coming at you Monday night after the Timberwolves' fourth straight win. And tonight, again, it wasn't close to New Orleans. I'm not I'm not sure if the Wolves' lead got all the way up to 30 points at any point, but it definitely felt like it. At the end of the night, uh, after a good chunk of garbage time in the fourth quarter, it was Wolves 110, Pelicans 96 for a final. We've been talking about the Wolves' defense lately. But that, again, was the story tonight. And it's a story that really it, it just doesn't get old talking about if you're someone that's followed this team through Carl Anthony Towns' seven-year career. I mean, I've listed this off a million times over the years on the show, but I've never really done it with a positive intonation. And and that's just where the, the Wolves have ranked historically on defense. Cast rookie year, Wolves ranked 27th in defense, defense fourth worst in the league. Cats second year, that first year that Tibbs was here, Wolves ranked 26th on D. Then the Jimmy Butler year, 2017-18, Tibbs has got all his defensive guys. Well, Wolves end up ranking 23rd on defense that year. The next year, the Jimmy trade year, Wolves ranked 24th. The 2019-20 year, the full Ryan Saunders and David Vantapool year, 21st on defense, which is the best the Wolves have ranked defensively in the history of Cats' career. Still bottom 10. Then last year, the Wolves again ranked 27th on defense, fourth worst in the league. Just a six-year smattering of truly terrible defense. And now, here we are, 2021-22. And from a personnel standpoint, when we looked at this roster at training camp, it's didn't exactly scream defensive juggernaut. It's certainly the smallest team that Cat had ever played on. But boom. You know, everything's changed. You know, after running a conservative defensive scheme that drops Cat back to the rim for six years, Chris Finch looked up the definition of insanity and said they've been doing the same thing over and over and over again, expecting different results. What we're going to do, Finch said, is we're going to do something completely different and expect completely different results. Boom. Different results. The scheme is completely different. Cat is very rarely in a drop. The only time you consistently see him anywhere near the rim is when the Wolves run a zone. They're running one of the most aggressive schemes in the league. You can call it at the level. You can call it a trap, a hard hedge. Cat calls it a high wall because that's what he called it at Kentucky. Whatever you want to call it, it's what Cat wants to do. 
It's what lets him go. He's not perfect at it, but he's not sitting back at the rim anymore, just guarding multiple players and getting pummeled there. It has different results. I, I was just thinking tonight, like the Wolves' defense has a flow, and that's that's a word we hear Finch and D'Lo and Cat and a bunch of the other guys use to describe what they're searching for on offense with this team, but it's what they have on defense. They have a defensive flow. They don't they don't play man to man. They play from man to man, rotating defensively, flowing from matchup to matchup in the way a high wall defensive scheme that has a low man concept demands you to. We've used the word scramble a lot this year to describe the Wolves defense this season, but I feel like that has like a negative connotation. Like it sounds like a hack. The Wolves defensive scheme has an aggressive scramble nature to it, but when it's working, it also has that flow. They flow into scrambling out to shooters. And that's the right place to scramble. Here's Carl Anthony Towns after the game on the difference in the Wolves' defense thus far this season. Do you, what's the, what do you think the biggest difference is uh, defensively between last season and this season for you guys? So I just think that is a consistent discipline by us. Um, I think that also we, we, uh, we lean into each other on defense. I think we have a good communication. we got a good feel for each other on the court. I mean, it also helps to have Vando. You know, we have a first-team defender in Vando and also another first-team defender in Patrick Beverly, who's also done it. Vando's about to do it. So when you have those kind of people on the floor, I mean, it, it makes the defense much easier and it, gives, it takes a lot of pressure off. And I love our scheme, and I also think that um, we take pride in it. I think that's the difference. We take a lot of pride in our defense because we understand that um, early on, our offense really wasn't clicking, so we had to lean into our uh, our defense. And this is something to be encouraged by. We can say that there's a fly in the ointment with the Wolves, you know, defense thus far this season. The analytically inclined, you know, you're going to say that the they're, they're contesting shots, and that is undeniable to the eye test. But the Wolves give up a lot of threes. They have to scramble out to them. Thirty eight percent of opponent shots this season have been threes. That's the 13th highest frequency in the league. But they can test those shots at a high rate too. You know, so much so that the Wolves' op opponents are making a league-worst 30.6% of the threes they take. That's the best three-point defense in the league by far. Again, the analytically inclined will say that's just good fortune. Analytics suggest that contesting shots only have a small impact on three-point shooting. So that's why I brought up the scheme shift at the top, because I do believe there is at least some causation correlation between the way the Wolves are schematically guarding this year and the frequency with which opponents threes are going in. You know, a year ago when the Wolves were running one of the most conservative defensive schemes in the league, guess where they ranked in three point defense? Yep, you guessed it. They ranked dead last. Wolves opponents made 39.8% of their threes last year. 39.8%. Last year, 30.6 this year. Dead last to best. The scheme and commitment to contesting those shots deserve some credit there. And if you watch the games, you see it. If you've shot a basketball with a hand in your face before, you get it. Now, all that said, that year over gap, year gap is too big. There's something else going on. To some extent, the Wolves three-point defense is being this good is somewhat unsustainable it's somewhere in between the two and that's how that's how Chris Finch put it tonight after the Wolves held the Pelicans again to 18.8 percent shooting from deep Chris uh, a season ago you guys were last in the league in defending the three-point line this year you're first in the league in defending the three-point line how much of that do you 
contribute to the shot contest that you've been talking about versus maybe some bad fortune last year, good fortune this year? Well, there's always variance in these shooting numbers, you know. Um, so, again, I don't know where we'll really finish out. But, um, yeah, we, we put a big, big uh, emphasis on contesting as many shots as we possibly can. Uh, you're making all the efforts that we need to. I think our rotations have cleaned, it, cleaned themselves up. Um, so that makes it a little easier for us to get out there for a better shot contest. And, um, yeah, so I think they're probably both true. So the question is, how much is this three-point defense going to come back down to earth, right? Right now they're rolling. They're seventh on defense. The only teams with the better defense than the Wolves right now are the Warriors, the Clippers, the Suns, the Celtics, the Heat, and the Wizards. And then the Wolves in seventh. Now, who are the two outliers there? Well, the Warriors are first this year. They were fifth last last year, so not them. The Clippers are second this year, and they were ninth last year, not them. Suns are third. They were sixth last year, not them. Celtics are fourth, and they were 12th last year. The Heat are fifth this season. They were eighth last year. The Wizards, though, they are sixth this season, and they were 16th last year. And then the Wolves ranked seventh in defensive rating, and they were 27th last year. The sore thumbs there are obviously the Wolves and the Wizards. And guess where they rank in three-point defense thus far this year? Yep, Wolves are first, Wizards are second. So it's both things, man. I mean, the Wolves are playing better defense this year. They are, but they are also getting lucky. And that's okay. You know, the three-point defense can and will get worse, and the defense can and maybe still will be good. There's other low-hanging fruit here. You know, obviously, rebounding is the main one. The Wolves still are last in defensive rebounding by a mile. And there's other things, too. They don't they don't defend the rim particularly well. On shots within six feet of the basket, the Wolves rank 11th worst in the league. Those are areas they can step up in over the course of the season to mitigate anything they start eventually losing by opponents starting to make more threes. And they can also maintain their league best frequency of generating turnovers. Are they going to be league best the whole year? No, but that I would say it's more likely that they stay in the top five there than it is that they stay in the top five in three-point defense. I mean, the Pelicans had 21 turnovers again tonight. It's it's becoming an every-night sort of thing, and it feels more controllable. It's controlled more by the scheme. As always with these things, with these stats, particularly where we still live in a somewhat small sample size, like the answer is typically somewhere in the middle. All right, we're going to take a quick break here and then get back to some more specifics from that turnover fest, messy game that just fell apart against the Pelicans, fell apart for the Pelicans tonight in New Orleans. Today's show was brought to you by TickPick. Minnesota Timberwolves basketball is finally back and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find Wolves tickets anymore because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for all NBA tickets. TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that the other ticket sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best prices on all of their NBA tickets. If you can find better prices for the same seats on any other ticket site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. Visit TickPick.com slash Moore. My name, all one word, no spaces today to save $10 on your first order of Wolves tickets. I heard from a handful of fans who used TickPick to purchase their tickets to the Wolves opener after hearing about it on the pod, and they found the experience to be both easier and more affordable than previous ticket sites they had been using. 
The Wolves do play seven of their first eight games at Target Center, and Tick Pick has you covered for all of those games. It was a blast to see fans at the opener, matching the Wolves' energy on the floor on Wednesday night, and I look forward to more of that to come. Again, visit TickPick.com slash Moore. My name, all one word, no spaces today, to save $10 on your first order of Wolves tickets. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, we are back discussing the Wolves' 14-point win in New Orleans on Monday night. And from a player-specific standpoint, the player to start with or focus on is, you know, look at the stat sheet, is Carl Anthony Towns. I mean, he just started this game juiced up. You know, first possession of the game, Cat attacks Valanchunas, gets to the line for two free throws. Next possession is a little Cat and Dilo pick and roll that leads to a Cat bucket at the rim. Third possession of the game, now Valanchunas is out scrambling out to Cat on the perimeter. Little pump and go, burns by Valanciunas to the rim for a dunk. Cat, cat, cat. It was very clear the Pelicans came into this game trying to do the same things they did in the third game of the season when they beat the Wolves. You know, they wanted to again get physical with Cat by putting Valanciunas on him, hoping to frustrate Cat again like they did in that game. They also started Garrett Temple. That stood out to me. Temple doesn't normally start, but if you remember that third game of the year, D'Lo, bunch of turnovers. Temple was guarding him for most of that. So they put Temple out there to try and irritate D'Lo again. And then they also tried to punish the Wolves in pick and roll with Valanchunas because they had success in that in their win against the Wolves in that game because the Wolves were trying to play drop coverage against Valanchunas. But that game was a long time ago. You know, the Wolves aren't playing drop at all anymore, really. And they weren't tonight. So the whole plan of wanting to play pick and roll with Valanchunas so he can rumble downhill and get Cat into foul trouble, it's just not going to happen. Cat literally isn't there. He's up at the level playing that high wall. It, it was bizarre. It's like the Pelicans didn't watch any recent film on the Wolves and they just went back and watched their two games against them earlier in the season. This Wolves team is evolving. And same thing goes for that Temple move. Like, D'Lo is playing a very different brand of basketball than he was at the beginning of the year. So, sweet. You got D'Lo to turn the ball over a lot in that one game early on. Well, 
I think turns out that was more about D'Lo and where he was just kind of at in his head at the beginning of the year than any sort of you know, defensive mastery by Temple. And then Valanchunas on cat defensively. I mean, what are you, what are you doing? Again, did, you, did they watch film? The move against Cat is to put a small on him and have your center guard Vanderbilt. That's what happens every time the Wolves lose. The teams who don't do it, the Lakers game, the Grizzlies game, this game, Cat kills fives. He struggles against fours when you bring doubles. That's the book. The Pelicans, like, they didn't do it. And pretty clearly, they waved, like, my bad flag at, at you know, halftime. They start... They started the second half by putting Josh Hart on Cat and had Valanchunas on Vanderbilt. Like, that's the move. I, I just thought this was the worst coach game by a Wolves opponent this season, under, other than that, that Lakers game, which made no sense to me when the Lakers went small. But I, I don't know. It was just like there's a way, there's a way where if you play dumb against the Wolves, like they can punish you. But to Cat's credit, like he took advantage of what was out there. He said he was in post game. He was like shocked that he wasn't seeing double teams. And he went right at Valanchunas. Like he, he took advantage of it. He had 10 points in the first quarter, 13 points in the second quarter, 23 already at halftime. I mean, cat crushed the Pelicans credit to the Pelicans for, for the way they didn't defend him. But also cat said it had to do with coffee. Apparently uh, here's uh here's cat. After the game, on what got him going early? I ain't gonna lie to you. I had a lot of coffee before the game, so I just trying to go downhill most of the game. <laughs> There's a lot of caffeine in me, so uh, I wasn't really trying to look to shoot the ball more. I was more looking to get downhill and try to use some good legs I had and um, just the caffeine, I guess you could say. And uh, I told the refs and everyone, I said I'm going downhill first couple of times of the game because I got too much energy right now to expend. Is it a different kind of coffee or just more? Shout out New Orleans, man. I forgot the place. I think it's Perks or peaks or something but it got me right <laughs> it got me right outside of cat the wolves also got going early with patrick beverly i mean beverly was like taking guys off the dribble early it was, it was wild i mean any concerns that 33 year old beverly might take a step back this year i just feel like are gone after watching these first chunk of games of the year the the dude's been great tonight he had 10 points four rebounds four assists Three steals, two blocks, and 26 minutes, plus 26 on the night. So Patrick Beverly is going to be our Forgotten Star of the game tonight, sponsored by Forgotten Star Brewery. Um, I mean, you're all probably gathering it at this point. Kat just said it earlier. Like, every time one of us asks any of the players about a change in the defense this season, every single Wolves player brings up Beverly and how he just demanded this in, in training camp. We talked last game about how the Cat, Ant, and D'Lo trio has those three together as a three-man group. They have one of the best defensive ratings in the league thus far this season. That is a pretty wild development for those three. Well, you know, the sneaky kicker here is that three-man units like require two more players, right? The Wolves' big three have played 300 minutes together this season. They have an offensive rating now after this Pelicans game of 110.1 and a defensive rating of 97.1. That is a big net rating of plus 13. But those three have played 154 of those 300 minutes with Patrick Beverly also on the floor. And in those minutes, that foursome has an offensive rating of 121.6 and a defensive rating of 97.2 good 
for a net rating of plus 24.4. That's insanely good. But here's the kicker. The minutes where the Wolves' big three plays, but Beverly is on the bench, the offensive rating is 97.9, and the defensive rating is 100.4, which means the big three look great in these numbers. But when they're out there and Patrick Beverly isn't, they're actually getting beat. The Wolves have a negative net rating of minus 2.5 in their, their 146 minutes without Beverly on the floor. I mean, Patrick Beverly is the forgotten star of the season because he he's just an instrumental part of this team's success in their preparation, but also he's literally the reason the Wolves' three best players this year are thriving together on the floor because he's out there with them. Forgotten Star Brewery is located in Fridley, Minnesota. Uh, if you're looking for a brewery to check out over the Thanksgiving weekend, I recommend giving them a shot. Uh, plenty of indoor seating, but also outdoor heated areas if you want to Try and brave the cold this weekend. Uh, yeah, seven days a week, open at noon, uh, Forgotten Star Brewery. We'll wrap up tonight um, celebrating my prize picks win. I went three and one on the night, got myself almost back to 500 on the year. I'm now 33, 35, and two. And tonight I got the over correct of 21 and a half points for Cat. He had that by halftime for all the reasons we just talked about. I mean, if teams are going to guard Cat this way, guard him with a big and not bring a double. I mean, he's going to get 20 like 90% of the time. I also took the under on D'Angelo Russell having 19 and a half points tonight. Uh, they had moved up D'Lo's points on the props and moved down Cat and Ants from where they normally are. So that got my attention. But I also just thought this would be a game where D'Lo would have to be a distributor. I kind of felt it would be the Cat show tonight and that Part of the cat show would be about D'Lo getting him going. I almost took the over on six six assists for D'Lo. Checking uh, out there, he finished with eight assists, 11 points, eight assists on the night. It was a cold shooting night for D'Lo, really cold. Two of six from two, one of 10 from three, but he still clearly had a positive impact out there. I mean, at halftime, he was again far away leading the team in plus minus when the game was still in the balance. These first halves lately have been the same thing a lot recently is big profit when Delos out there. And then as soon as he subs off the floor, like six minutes into the game, the lead just kind of starts going away. My last two picks were uh, Ant over five rebounds and Valanchunas over 11 and a half rebounds. And those kind of tie together. I obviously was thinking Valanchunas would try and make his impact again felt on the glass tonight. He came into this game, game having 11 or more rebounds and 14 of the 18 Pelicans games thus far this year. And last game against the Wolves, he had 23 rebounds. So I was thinking this one was safe, but that's the reason I also put Ant in there as the over. Because I thought I thought Ant would be told by the coaches to be extra intentional about crashing the defensive glass in this game. It, it feels like, I mean, I don't know if it feels like this to you, but it feels like this to me for sure that Ant has the rebounding skill set to get six, seven, eight plus rebounds any game where he like puts that in his mind as one of his main intentions. And tonight I thought he would, and he did. Uh, I think he had six rebounds at halftime, seven on the night. He actually out-rebounded Valanchunas, who only finished with six total boards. Uh, JV like bruised his knee during the game. He was also in foul trouble. Um, so it was just six rebounds for him in 19 total minutes. So yeah, three correct, one wrong, back moving in the right direction for me. 
Uh, if you haven't yet downloaded the Prize Picks app, give it a try. Uh, obviously, we're doing these props, talking about them for Wolves games. But if you're just like sitting around on Thanksgiving and want to pick some props for the football games, uh, go for it on Prize Picks. Prize Picks will throw you an extra hundred dollars in your account if you use the promo code Dane when you sign up. My name uh, that helps them know that you came from me, which helps me, but also helps you get an extra hundred bucks in your account to bet with. On all, here we are. It's a four-game winning streak. Can't really set this up better for a Jimmy Butler homecoming than that. Uh, it's Butler and my the Miami Heat on Wednesday night at Target Center. Unfortunately, I will not be in the building for that because I'll be out of town for Thanksgiving, visiting my family. So there will be no pod from me that night after the game. But this year, I haven't done pods after two games, and they've won both of them. So, you know, <laughs> maybe some more causation correlation. If the Wolves do win that game, it will be the Wolves' first five-game winning streak since Jimmy Butler was wearing a Timberwolves jersey in 2017. I don't know, you mess around, win that game, win Friday's game in Charlotte, and that would be, like I talked about before, that would be the Wolves' first six-game winning streak since 2004. I, I know the opponents have been great for the Wolves lately, but things are definitely looking up. And uh, I look forward to tomorrow uh, bringing you guys one more pod with Brit before Thanksgiving. We'll be Brit and I will be recording on Tuesday afternoon. So look for that in your feed Tuesday evening, maybe when you're traveling or whatever you're doing for uh, for Thanksgiving this week. And that'll carry your Wolves podcast listening from me through the end of this week. My next post-game pod will not be until after the Philadelphia game on Saturday night once I'm back in town. But I will talk to you all tomorrow with Brit. Until then, I'm Dane. Peace out. How I'm feeling, man, I hope it never stop, yeah. Green it hard so you can find me in the crowd, yeah, yeah. Don't let standards ever ever bring you down, yeah. Hope you're dancing like nobody else around, Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.